This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Our hosts will help you make the most out of the mobile web. Learn the latest in the world of mobile, web development, search, email marketing, text message marketing, and more. Leverage your mobile presence today. Now, now, prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Hi, everybody. This is Cindy Crum. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Today, we're going to be talking to Eric Chan. Eric Chan is a consultant in the mobile industry. He has uh, years and years of great experience and lots of great knowledge to share with us. His blog is called mobileslate.com. Okay, Eric, so I know you, uh, you've been doing a lot of mobile conferences recently, and I've also been doing a lot of uh, conferences uh, with mobile aspects to them. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain about that. So I know you just did two mobile conferences. What were those? So the, the first one that I went to was called Finnovate uh, Startup 2009. Their tagline is Where Financial Technology Innovators Gather. Uh, that was held in San Francisco. And the second one I attended uh, was an event uh, sponsored by SVC Wireless called uh, Venture Investments in Mobile and Wireless 2009. Is it the best of times or the worst of times? <laughs> okay, so you're talking to the people with money. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Fin event first. So, what uh, did you speak there? Were you just attending? What were your impressions of the show? Uh, give us a bit more information. Sure. So I, I was an attendee, and um, it seems that the demo-style uh, conferences are, are really in vogue right now. Uh, the demo-style, for those of you who don't know, is, is basically uh, the CEO or some presenter from the company gets about seven minutes to present their company as well as a demo. 
Um, and essentially, as soon as their seven minutes are up, the microphone turns off and they're, they're whisked away off stage as quick as possible. Um, and it really uh, gets the company to succinctly show as well as tell what their company does in a very short amount of time. Um, so some of the themes that I, I really observed uh, from this show is there are a heck of a lot of people uh, trying to build personal financial management tools out there uh, for basically uh, everyday people, you and me, trying to um, have an online tool to, think, to do things like track spending, track their mortgage, their credit cards. Um, there was even a company that could track your carbon footprint based on the spending habits um, that you would do in a, in a given month. Okay. Um, which you know, I found I found very interesting because I, I didn't realize how much uh, uh, <laughs> carbon emissions I was creating by, by all the uh, gas fill-ups, driving, and and uh, eating out. Yeah, I'm not sure um, I even another, want to know. That would be too for me. <laughs> another set of companies uh, were really focused on P2P lending. Okay. And okay. this is a very interesting concept because. Uh, what they're basically doing is through an online portal, they're getting lots of users together um, to create a marketplace where people who need money for their uh, investment idea, typically a small business, um, could be matched with people who have money. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be large sums of money. It could be as small as 5 or $10 that you can contribute. And the idea is that if you match these people together, um, the the entrepreneur uh, could start their business and and have it grow, and in return, the people who are investing could feel good about themselves that they're helping entrepreneurs, uh, as well as uh, potentially get um, an interest payout on the investment. And so, an example yeah. of that could be a, a goat farmer, uh, you know, in in maybe parts of Africa, and they need some money to either buy goats or buy supplies to you know, to tie them up or to hold them in a, in a, in a building overnight because it gets cold potentially, or even, um, you know, buy, uh, have money so that he can buy the, the bucket so that when he milks the cows or, sorry, milks the goats, he can then sell the, sell the goat's milk in, you know, containers. Yeah. And so that's I was reading really about something, uh, something exactly like that. Actually, and I've, I've, I've heard a lot of buzz about the the peer-to-peer -peer lending, but in The Economist, there was one that's, that's directly related to mobile, where they were talking about a company who's done uh, those kind of, like, short, uh, small short-term loans just to get, like, m almost like a mini-entrepreneur started, and the one that they were talking about that I thought was so cool was this, um, basically a telecom company that had made its money by giving loans to um, usually women in small villages in India, and the women would then um, go out and spend the money to buy a cell phone, and then they would take it back uh, to the village, and they were the one person in the village with a cell phone, and so they would their business was leasing that phone out for short-term phone calls or for people to... Um, 
check weather forecasts for their crops um, on the, the internet on the phone and stuff like that. And so they were helping these women create these little entrepreneurships, these little businesses with just a micro loan enough, you know, $200 or something like that, enough for them to buy the phone. And um, I guess it's now this company that, that's done it is one of the biggest telecoms out there uh, in India just by selling phones uh, so, so the, every village has a phone lady kind of thing. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and that was considered one of these peer-to-peer or the the small microloan kind of lending situations. That's right, and I think that there's other regions too that have really uh, treated the phone as as not just a communication tool for, uh, like you had mentioned, you know, looking at the weather to tend to their crops, but also as a way to um, exchange essentially minutes for currency. And so now people who maybe don't have access to currency because they're so remote from a large city, um, they're actually trading minutes between people. And like you said, that that person or that woman who's part of that village uh, in that remote area is sort of the one becoming essentially like a bank uh, to help people trade for goods and services. Yeah, it's a fascinating uh, little model, business model. So, so at these conferences, or specifically the first one, did you? What was your feeling? Because I keep, uh, you know, I'm at conferences all the time, and I am actually really encouraged by the amount of interest I'm getting um, for the mobile stuff. It seems like, and I'm not going to say it's the year of mobile because I would never say that, but it does seem like uh, there's a broader. Uh, sense of interest and a broader sense of immediacy uh, in terms of uh, people needing to know more about mobile marketing. Are you getting that sense too? So I, I, I think uh, an interesting quote from a, a venture capitalist that I've heard is uh, this year, like the, the last year and probably the next year, in their opinion, is the year of mobile. And so they, it's funny that they keep saying that every year this is the year of mobile. Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely think that the consciousness uh, of more and more people now is definitely focused around mobile. Uh, marketing definitely being a, a very uh, large sector that's that's taking this on in a big way. Um, and it's not just it's not just advertising. I mean, uh, AdMob recently had a couple of reports out saying that they're actually showing you know a couple billion ads per month um, through their ad network. Uh, but I also think that it's brands who want to extend and reach out to their customer base um, beyond just the web or even the brick and mortar. Um, a great example is is at this conference actually, uh, Mint.com, which is one of those personal financial management tools. Um, they've they're sort of far and far and away one of the leaders in terms of number of users and number of um, connectivities to different financial institutions and things like that, so you can manage um, all of your your expenses. Um, but what they recently announced is they have an application for the iPhone so that people who are on the go can actually check their balances and even potentially pay for some of their things um, if they forgot and they're not near a computer. And so what that does is it extends the reach both of the brands um, as well as some of the features and convenience to people who are using this phone for uh, much more than just communicating with their friends and, and um, texting. So you're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. This is Cindy Crum from Rank Mobile, and we'll be right back after this commercial. 
Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com? Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast and expensive. Excellent and on time offshoring.com It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of page rank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of surf, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on webmasterradio.fm Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm Here are your hosts, Welcome back. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. This is Cindy Crum and I'm here talking with Eric Chan from Mobile Slate. It sounds like um it sounds like at this first conference that you're telling us about that all of these financial things that they're doing are they all downloadable apps or any of any of them live web apps or are they both and if they're both do they interact with each other because you know, I I understand the value of all the downloadable apps, but I'm wondering if this is if the downloadable apps craze is going to be a flash in the pan because um, there's not going to be as the tech or as the networks improves, there's going to be less need to download the apps, and and we'll go back to what we're used to on the traditional web where all the apps are live web applications. So uh, so uh, tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, so that that's a very interesting segue to the second conference that I recently attended. And um, essentially, you know, the, the application does give you a richness that you're not able to get today from the browser on your phone. Now, having said that, um, rightly so, as you mentioned, the networks are going to get better, the devices are going to get more powerful. And so uh, at the second conference I was at, it, you know, the, they were basically Remind us saying, that was? Remind the, us the conference uh, where was, it was? Right. This is uh, this was sponsored by SVC Wireless, a uh, venture capital uh, event uh, that happened in Palo Alto. Okay. And uh, there was a consensus that you know why do we need all of these applications um, on the iPhone store, for example? It it might be a flash in the pan because if the browser just gets better and better and the networks just get better, uh, we may not need all of these you know specific applications to run on a device. 
I just don't uh, think we I, will. I mean, we saw this in the regular computer days when, you know, for a long time, or not for a long time, but for about a year, everything was a download, and it was something that you would run as a one-off on your computer, and then that kind of just went away. So I think for the majority of applications that um, the consumer uses on the web, they're going to expect something on the mobile phone. And over time, uh, the majority, I would, I would agree with you, will be web-based. Um, there still might be a few here and there that need to be application-based just because they don't require network connectivity or they're very compute-intensive and um, there's sort of a minimalist uh, connectivity with, with what's in the cloud uh, in order to, to make that application run properly. But, by, right, but right. for the most part, you, you know, <laughs> there's so much we can do through a browser now, whether it be on the phone or, or on your PC. Right. Well, my thinking, too, is that as the networks improve, um, the more things that we can get as a web-based application or into the cloud, the slimmer our phone's going to be. And I think that uh, people are going to demand uh, phones that, I mean, people are going to demand slimmer and slimmer phones even as the phones get more and more powerful. So that's going to be the answer is once the networks are ready, have everything run directly out of the cloud so that you don't have to store, have as much storage taking up um, space and, and making phones thicker and heavier. Um, and we saw that with computers too. You know, if you think about the older computers, they were huge and heavy, and now we've gotten down to um, you know little tiny laptops because um, either the processing, the the storage space gets smaller itself, or we need less storage space because we can move things uh, to the cloud. Right, and and one of the issues that was talked about at the venture conference was essentially this problem of search and discovery uh, through your phone. So, for example, you know, today it's still very difficult unless you're referred by a friend or you know exactly the application um, to actually find uh, things that you would like to use or that you'd like to try out. So uh, one, one problem that uh, still remains on the mobile phone, which I believe has pretty much been solved uh, on the web through the PC, is, is search and discovery. And so one of the big problems that still exists today is being able to find either the site or the application that you're trying to use on your phone. Um, this is this has sort of been accelerated by the fact that there are, you know, over 30,000 iPhone applications out there, many of which are very similar. Either they're a knockoff off of the original or it's, um, you know, six different competitors in the same space trying to deliver the same type of information or the same type of utility. And... As, as Cindy was mentioning before, you know, getting the device to be slimmer and having more of that compute functionality or application being done through the cloud um, will definitely be, I guess, a direction that um, everybody would like to see. Um, but it remains to be it's sort of unclear when, when that may happen. Well, I mean, I'm getting, like I said earlier, I'm really getting the sense that people are 
are starting to really understand the value of mobile. And actually, you know, in my in my day to day life, I've been seeing um, I've been having more and more requests for me to hurry up and record more training videos or hurry up and do more training videos because mobile's hot right now. And then I'm I'm in the middle of writing a book about mobile marketing, and my editor is on my case every day. Like, look, we need to get this done. We need to get this done. People are asking for it. People are asking for it. And so I really do think that, that the time, you know, the time is definitely approaching. I know there's one of my favorite quotes is by James Joyce, and he says, you can stop an invading army, but you can't stop an idea whose time has come. And I think that's kind of applicable here. I mean, it, it's going that direction, and we're not going to be able to stop it now. Is that the sense you're getting? Yes, I, I definitely think so. And it's, it's more evident um, now, uh, in particular, given that, you know, the economy, we've, we've sort of been struggling with that for a while. But having said that, you'll notice that what most people uh, are not giving up as a way to do some belt tightening is their mobile phone. So, yes, they may right, get right. rid of, you know, the, all the premium packages on their cable television. Maybe they'll eat out less. Uh, maybe, you know, they'll, um, they'll not go out and, and uh, spend so much money on entertainment. They may be renting movies. But Certainly one thing that remains clear is that people are not giving up their, their mobile phone. In fact, more people are giving up their landline uh, to their house, um, you know, because that's sort of an unnecessary expense in comparison to the mobile phone. And so, yeah. you know, as you rightly said, all the momentum is shifting because the idea has come that the mobile phone is sort of this thing that's indispensable now. Yeah, definitely. Well, and and you're seeing even with the hard economic times, what I've read is we are seeing that it's taking people a little bit longer to replace their phones, but then when they do replace their phone, they're getting smartphones and they're getting fancier phones so that they can maybe cut back on what they're paying for um, other places to get digital, you know, access to get web access and stuff like that. But also, um, despite the economic you know, problems, we are seeing still an increase in the all-you-can-eat data plans. And people aren't cutting back and saying, oh, well, you know, it's tough times. I don't need the all-you-can-eat. They're still doing the, the, um, the, big, the big bad data plans. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that um, in talking with a lot of the um, retail stores, so whether it be going to a Verizon store or Sprint, T-Mobile, or AT&T, and asking them, you know, so what are what are consumers doing with um, the data plan beyond just their voice plan? They said, well, you know, if they're they're either going for the all you can eat because it ends up being cheaper. So, for example, uh, an all you can eat text plan for uh, a couple dollars more than the two hundred or five hundred texts they're paying um, per month as a way to to actually save money, but then maximize the usage out of it. Or they're maybe not using the um, all you can eat uh, $50 data plan, but maybe they're going with something that's 10 megabytes, but still keeping an all you can eat text plan. And so you're starting to see that people are, are definitely reevaluating how they can maximize their, um, their monthly spend, but they're definitely not retreating away from using um, the device for, for, um, for as an information device and, and getting potentially onto the internet. Sure. Well, I've even read studies that say that people with either limited funds or limited space are spending as much money as they can on a fancy phone that does everything that they want. Um, 
And they're using that to justify delaying an upgrade on their traditional old school computer. Like maybe they have a big old clunky computer that they're taking off to college and they're saying, well, it, it barely works, but it works enough to type a Word document for a class and everything else, like my email and my chat, I'll be doing on my phone. But then they're also doing that. People who, who don't necessarily or can't justify having a big computer because they have a tiny apartment and no place to put it, they're saying, well, I'll just get the fancy phone, and then if I need to type out a Word document or use an Excel spreadsheet, I'll go to the computer lab or I'll, I'll borrow a friend's computer. So they're actually making the trade-off there for the fancy phone instead of... Um, you know, instead of upgrading their computer or, or things like that. So I think that's an interesting trend. So with that trend, I also think that uh, things like a netbook have really come in handy. Um, the price right. point, as you had mentioned, is, is very attractive to people. You know, buying a computer, a uh, full laptop that's under, you know, $300, uh, and then with the possibility of that having uh, a data card, and, and all of them, I believe, come with Wi-Fi. So having that type of connectivity, but a very inexpensive, um, very lightweight and fully functional PC uh, is also a thing that I've seen lots of people, you know, be uh, hovering around at, at the Best Buys and, and definitely um, seeing more and more people carrying them. And so people want these really inexpensive, connected um, highly functional devices, whether it be, like you said, a, a more expensive smartphone or even all the way up to a netbook. Um, yep. All of these trends are, are definitely not going away. Well, and I think a lot of people don't even realize how cool the data cards actually are. Like my computer, my laptop has a, a Sprint card in it. And so it's not only will it, you know, tap into Wi-Fi if it's there, but it'll work just like a cell phone. So if I'm, you know, not this this ever happens, but if I'm, you know, slamming to prepare for a minute last meeting in a cab, or last minute meeting in a cab, and I'm, I can actually uh, link up just as if I were on a, a cell phone call, my computer can link up and uh, be on the web just like a cell phone call and I can do the work in the cab as it's moving or in the train as it's moving. And I think people are aware that there's Wi-Fi out there, but they're not as aware that there are, you know, data cards and things like that in the in the littler um, netbooks like you're talking about or even in, in uh, nice laptops where they can do it just very much like a cell phone. So I think we'll see more and more adoption of that because it's just so darn convenient. I think that you're, you're right, and it, we're certainly going to start seeing a lot more of that. Um, Verizon, AT&T, and even Radio Shack have gotten into the game by um, trying to do these promotions with the network providers like Dell and HP and Acer and basically say, look, um, we want you to use a data plan. Um, we know that you're going to want a new computer. Why not buy a really cheap netbook? Uh, we'll even subsidize the cost. Um, and so the uh, the carriers, Verizon and AT&T, for example, they're going to start offering uh, these netbooks at less than $100 um, just so you can use your data so you card installed inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's cool and not cool at the same time. Uh, <laughs> all right, with that, we're going to wrap up, Eric. Eric, I want you to uh, tell everyone uh, your full name, your your web address, and if you want to, you can give us your email so people can contact you if they have any questions about uh, stuff you're talking about during the show. So go ahead and do that for us. Sure. Eric Chan with Mobile Slate. Uh, my web address is www.mobileslate.com. And my email address, you can email 
uh, me through my blog at blog at mobileslate.com. Okay, thank you so much, Eric, for joining us. I think this is a great conversation, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and with that, we'll wrap it up. This is Cindy Crum. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great day. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.